The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. All right, and it's the Tech Cat Show, ladies and gentlemen. And I am so excited to be here this week because we are going to get into talking about a very hot topic, which is virtual reality. And we have the fabulous Scott Hires, who is the design director for North Kingdom in Los Angeles, a really hot design agency. And Scott's going to take us through the wonderful work that they have done with American Horror Story, which is a really hot show, um, a big fan favorite. And so let's have a big tech cat hand for Mr. Scott Hires. Yay! Welcome, Scott. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to talk to you. I love the show. Love it. <laughs> well, we love having you here, and certainly um, all of us are big fans of American Horror Story, and in general, virtual reality is one of those topics that is being spoken about all the time in a variety of business spe- um, sectors, and also consumers are talking about it. People are trying to figure it out. It's it's one of those things now that is just talked about a lot. In fact, I was just at a mall yesterday and the mall had a couple of uh, pods, like movable chairs, that were showcasing VR, sort of like the D-chair, where the chair moves to the piece of content. Um, yeah, and so my yeah, six-year-old yeah. was like, I want to go sit in that. And I'm like, all right, we're, we'll uh, get to that in a little while. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I would love to hear, tell us about your background and your role at North Kingdom. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, certainly VR is, is a huge topic and, and um, an expensive toy should you put the headset on a kid, for sure. Um, it is one of those things that uh, that you do have to experience. But, yeah, a little bit about myself. You know, I've um, been around since, you know, sort of the, the, the pioneering uh, flash days, you know, 10, 12 years working in digital space. Uh, before that, you know, coming out of art school, um, got into, you know, print design and, um, you know, working uh, with, in a magazine and, and, and sort of, you know, at, at that time it was really all about, you know, sort of the communication arts magazine and kind of that was like the main inspiration at the time. You know, the Internet was sort of still sort of in its infancy and, um, you know, the whole digital the whole digital era kind of kicked off, I guess, you know, and, and that sort of uh, early to, to mid-2000s and that's where I, I kind of got excited about you know, all the things that were happening in, in, in motion design kind of merging with, with usability um, to, to sort of form this kind of vague word that we now call uh, digital today. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, always a designer, uh, still am today. I really believe in the, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not one of those uh, the guys that sort of sits back and, and kind of uh, directs. And, and um, I love, you know, getting my hands dirty and, you know, experiencing all the things that, that that we still that we kind of grew up experiencing in the design field of, you know, the failures, what works, what doesn't work, and sort of finding yourself and um, really kind of, for lack of a better word, and kind of cliche, sort of making the dream come alive. Um, you know, and I think well, for I me that. that's that's an ongoing that's an ongoing journey for me. I don't think there's. I was sort of talking to somebody the other day about retirement and 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 that kind of thing, and it kind of freaked me out to sort of think about the end game, and I, I really without putting myself in their category, it's kind of that, you know, that Jiro dreams of sushi mantra of, you know, I want to work till I die. And um, sure, it, it does sound cliche, and we do have time off from time to time, but it's really that, that, that sort of, you know, I don't ever want to become irrelevant, you know. So I, I do have kind of a take on, on, on this industry that's maybe a little bit um, different than, than I think, you know, what, what, uh, what most sort of, industry leaders kind of um, apply to it. And, you know, I think a part of that just comes out of just, I'd like, I'd like, I love what I do. I love working hard. And I love sort of picturing myself as, as, as 
as not an industry leader. You know, I think I I fall somewhere in there in, in some place, but but to really define yourself means that um, that there is that end game, and, and I kind of want to avoid that. So. So I totally get it. So as, as your role at, at North Kingdom as a design director, what is it that is your day-to-day is like? Because I know experience design is a big part of what you do. Can you kind of def- define what experience design is for people that don't know it? For sure. Um, you know, and just, you know, from, in terms of my role, we have three offices in, Sweden, in, uh, in North Kingdom, uh, two in Sweden, Stockholm, and a town called Sheleftia, which is uh, very, very far north. Um, uh, it's it's actually it's amazing how innovative that office has been throughout the years, given such a remote location. I think that's part of the romance of it. But uh, my role specifically as design director here in LA is to uh, is to partner with our ECD here, Daniel Illich, and our team here to really you know it's it's it is coming up with those experience design solves and you know experience design is it's a valid term. It's a term that I think we're all working to, to better define, um, but it's a term that really incorporates sort of taking in client insights, digesting those client asset or client asks to come up with a reflection, and then sort of integrating a strategy, design, and technology within that to solve for for human-based interactions. And I think what we're getting away from here at least at North Kingdom, is the, is the mentality of, you know, mobile and desktop. I think those are just two of, of you know, hundreds of, of different sort of human interactions that we need to think about when we're connecting brands to people. Um, well, that's such, a, that's a, such an interesting way to define it. So basically, um, I know there's a real focus right now on experience design because of the of IoT and connected products and that mm-hmm. people have to have a real emotional connection to the things that they're using now. So what you're talking about is when you sit down to design an experience, you're not thinking as the designer, um, this is going to be on a mobile phone or this is going to be on a desktop computer. You're really talking about wherever it's going to be. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of those things aren't available to, to everyone. So, you know, if, if you're looking at a process, it's, it's, you know, it's everything involved in that process versus just, you know, um, you know, let's, let's say there's some analytics based on uh, certain device usages. Well, you know, part of our, 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 our process in the beginning in terms of the reflection process is to really challenge those whys uh, for a brand and sort of think about, you know, well, why do customers or users only come to this route um, and, and sort of break things down, you know, from a holistic pr- perspective instead of, you know, um, thinking about responsive design or adaptive design. We're, we're more focused on that human-centric interaction. That's great. And in terms of um, experience design and all those things, how do you decide what platform is right for which client? You know, how do you make, how do you say this is, you know, this is a mobile experience or this is a desktop experience or this is a broadcast experience or an out of home sign? Like, how do you guys determine what is the right execution? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it depends on how we're sort of working with, with the client or brand. You know, I think oftentimes, you know, we're we're working with or partnering with agencies to to execute on on ideas and applications that have already been predetermined. Um, I think in North Kingdom's wheelhouse uh, right now, and at least for the past couple of years, it's been working directly with brands. So that's when we get the opportunity to sort of define, you know, what platforms work best for which you know scenario. Um, in the case of you know American Horror Story, the challenge that we were given was to come up with, you know a best-of sort of VR experience. Now, that in itself is kind of a loaded solve, right, because VR can, can already, in, it, in its infancy, sort of encompass, you know, at least three or four different platforms. Um, so it's a balanced measure, um, and, that, and that involves us working with the client to delineate that, but it's a balanced measure of deciding, you know, uh, the sort of impact of the experience versus the number of people it can reach um, and, the, and the portability of it versus creating um, event-based installations like we did for, for American Horror Story. So, um, you know, again, we're, 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 we're not a tech company that really applies technology as a solve. I think the technology sort of comes out at the right time when, it, when we feel like, you know, the concept and, and the creative idea and 
the, the solve for the client is is there, um, and then we sort of you know do what we do best, which is apply tools to the need. Um, so yeah, it's 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 um it's not a straightforward sort of um, decision process. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. Well, and it's definitely not a straightforward day every day here either. It's it's very atypical in terms of 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 each client is kind of different in how we work with, and and each day is definitely definitely different than than the one before. And with something like virtual reality, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of clients are walking into their agency partners and saying, "Do VR." We heard VR yeah. is hot, or we heard AR yeah. is hot. Just like yeah. years ago, it was we heard video, you know, video on demand was hot, or whatever the hype is for that day. Do you ever find yourself saying, "We're not going to do VR. That's not the right thing for this," or do you just say, "Okay, that's cool. We want. We've been wanting to do VR for a while." <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I can give you a, maybe a better example. Um, when someone comes to us with VR, we we. Honestly, we don't we don't say we don't want to do VR. I think there's mm-hmm. right now if 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 the initiative of the client or the brand um, is to do VR, we, we that's kind of where we want to be right now, and that's that's definitely uh, maybe contradicts what I said before. But but that platform is so new that if you can do something amazing, um, you can make some really great news with it, even if not everybody can experience it. But um, <clears throat> you know, we did uh, we we built this straight out of Compton uh, the hugely successful meme generator site last year. And um, so after that, it was, you know, meme generator. Hey, we want a meme generator. We want to be the next straight out of. We want to be the next straight out of. So it's a, it's a bit, you know, it's, it's flattering. Um, and it's definitely awesome to have, to have people come to you based on, on work you do. But, um, you know, we're, we're very, uh, we have a very collaborative sort of uh, uh, relationship with our clients where, you know, we trust them, and they trust us to give them the right uh, the right solve for things. And and sure, not a lot of platforms that we've built are are are, are appropriate for for every ask. But um, certainly in the VR realm, you know, it's it, it's an exciting thing. So we we do. Uh, I don't think we would we would. I think you know when you're talking about a larger scope, forcing VR into a, a larger sort of uh, campaign is not always appropriate. But when they're one-off pieces um, that you can really flex your uh, muscles on, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely pretty awesome. Well, I love that you did that meme generator because I actually used it, and I remember when it took over Facebook. You know, everybody was doing it, so I think that was really powerful. And that is a great story that a client saw your work and wants you to do the same thing. And so it's because you captured lightning in a bottle, and now you need to evolve it to whatever's right for them. And certainly, if they're asking for VR, of course, you know. So we're going to come back in a moment um, after this break, and we're going to get into um, the American Horror Story Project, which also um, made a lot of press. It was at Comic-Con just uh, a few weeks ago um, and kind of put you guys back into the limelight. So um, when we come back, more with Scott Hires, uh, the design director at North Kingdom, and and one of the uh, creative brains behind the American Horror Story VR project. And we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Tech Cat Show, and we are here chatting with Scott Hires, who's the design director at North Kingdom, and we're specifically getting into some of the work that he has done around virtual reality, and specifically with his client effects, American Horror Story. So um, when we broke, we were just about to dive into sort of the background to how a uh, you know well-known design company chooses a VR execution, and so give, give us the background on, on how American Horror Story came to be. Sure, sure. Um, you know, uh, we we're, there's a there's of course the pitch process that comes in, and and the the, the challenge that we were uh, tasked with solving was to um, was to embrace the uh, the sort of American Horror Story uh, fan base and and the the series as a whole, so five seasons, um, and to essentially create a uh, best of experience, and um, that in itself is is pretty exciting. Um, however, the you know I think some of the most um, some of the best parts of, of what we do are the restrictions that are involved in, in our tasks. So, um, creating a best of experience for American Horror Story is is all well and good, and then it comes down to well, how do we do this? You know, what's the best way to accomplish this? And we found that that sort of creating restrictions around ourselves kind of sort of guided us in a way that that kept things very authentic. Um, and what do you, what do you mean by that? Like restricting yourselves, like in terms of budget, in terms of how much time you had to get this done, or like what do you mean? Uh, it's more of the uh, the platform of VR itself. I think you know when people talk about VR, there's of course the 360 video aspect of it, which is which is great. Um, there's there's the Oculus Rift, which is which is great, but has its own um, uh, benefits um, and, and, and some that aren't as. Uh, Sort of immersive as as the HTC Vive, which is um, the the platform that we ended up going with. Now, early on, we didn't really care about uh, what platform we were using. We just really wanted to nail this this story and kind of um, come up with with the experience uh, first. And then, uh, through a lot of uh, sort of sifting through and uh, production meetings, we we ended up on the HTC Vive for um, a number of different reasons. Um, but but. Getting back to sort of the, the initial creative process, you know, um, we toiled back and forth of, 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 you know, what would it be like to kind of recreate some of American Horror Story in VR. We felt that, you know, um, of course there was a, a time constraint, and of course there's budgetary constraints. We felt like with the time given, um, it would be best to sort of be inspired by these seasons and really come up with something that was a little bit different that could run almost as a companion or parallel with with American Horror Story, we felt that, you know, FX and, and their team over there, they do an amazing job. They've already kind of, they've got those, that aesthetic feeling. They've got their own version, their, their own version of the storytelling. Um, they've got their own audience. They've got their own medium and platform, which is television and, and, and mobile devices. Um, so we felt that with VR, we could really key on, on something unique. And for us, it was coming up with what would essentially be like a fear simulator. Um, so we felt, like, you know, taking one season, or season one, season two, season three, and season four, and five, and really keying off of um, five primal fears that we all kind of share as a society, um, and really applying those to each one of the seasons, um, really meant for, for a unique experience that, that could kind of take fans off guard and really help uh, people who weren't fans kind of get into the show. Um, those fears being, you know, heights, burning alive, claustrophobia, clowns. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, so, it's, funny, with, it's, uh, it's funny too. Just if I can interrupt you for one second, because one of the sure. you, you mentioned before how you were really looking at the specific distribution platforms of VR because that's one of the challenges right now. You either watch it on a connected, you know, tethered platform, which is the ones that you're talking about, which are very powerful. Or you watch it on a Samsung Gear or Sony Sony PlayStation's coming out with something. Or you watch it on your phone and use some sort of you know goggle device like a Google Cardboard device. And so you you didn't have to worry so much about all of that in the sense that you knew this was for Comic Con and people were going to be coming to a physical space where you could use anything you wanted. Correct? I mean that was sort mm. of the give, a given to you. Yeah, exactly, and that's one of those like sort of beautiful restrictions that 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 I talked about. Um, you know, yes, Comic Con, it's event based. You have a certain number of people that are that are going to be able to view it. 
um, how do we create something that uh, that really capitalizes on those? Um, and and for us, it was it was about sort of how many people can we do this at once with? Um, now, with that being said, there's a lot of constants that need to happen. You know, you need to have everything synced up. We wanted uh, at least five people to go through the experience at once. Um, uh, as a group session, essentially. So this wasn't about people putting on a headset, grabbing two controllers, sort of fumbling their way or learning about how to control something. This was a more passive kind of vulnerable experience to where we forced people on their back um, in, in sort of a pentagram-shaped bench array. <clears throat> and they're all head-to-head. We had brand ambassadors kind of ease them into the experience, and then they all kind of came out together. So that solves a couple things. It makes it a little bit creepy in that that we're in this kind of pseudo-institutional-based silo that we created. Um, And it really allows the user to kind of sit back and and allow themselves to be exposed, um, both to the storyline that we created and the fears that are associated with them, and really take away the controls and, and, and just let them be vulnerable, which was kind of our goal. You know, it's so interesting, too, with VR because, okay, so you had these restrictions which helped you d- decide, you know, what choice of platform you were going to have. And, and normally when you're creating something, it's proscenium, and so you know people are going to be sitting down and watching it. Or if you're making a physical product, you know how they're going to be using that physical product. But VR, the thing about virtual reality is it's a literal physical psychological experience. So you're kind of getting into designing things that aren't normally what you would be designing for in some ways, right? Like you're you're talking about a revolution in managing a human being's experience. Totally. Right? And in and, and a and really a pioneering way because, um, you know, for example, I think uh, in, it was in Japan where they came up with a, uh, a cat rescue VR simulator. So they, they put you on top of a building with a, with a very narrow wooden plank to walk out on over the ledge to, to basically rescue a cat. Um, now, sure, if you create a mobile game or uh, in-home console-based game around that, you're going to have some, some, some limitations in terms of how exciting that's going to be. But the second you strap it on in VR, um, you know, there's the isolation involved. There is, again, the play on fears with heights. And it's such an amazing um, feeling. To, to put on the headset in no matter what capacity and and sort of retrain yourself and uh, allow yourself to sort of rediscover things, uh, rediscover moments, rediscover fears, rediscover joy um, in a new way. So I think right now you're seeing a huge race um, to kind of be the first to, to really capture um, and, and own certain silos within VR um, to, best ca- to, to, to best sort of capitalize on, on, on those things that I just spoke about. Um, and for us, it was really about kind of, you know, how little can we use VR and still make it impactful? And, and in, um, this case, in, in this case, you, you, the experience you created was computer-generated, meaning that it wasn't live-action VR that the person experienced, correct? It was more, did it have an animated feel to it? Um, you know, we used, uh, that's correct, we used uh, Unreal Engine 4 um, as, our, as our, we used an in-game engine, essentially, to, to model and animate um uh, everything within the experience, and um, that really allows for, for um, a realism that, uh, that, that is close to photorealistic. And I think the engine is there to allow for amazing 3D artists and animators to fill it with photorealistic work. Um, now, when you're talking about, you know, interactive-based um, engines, you know, you talk about Unity and uh, WebGL, you know, those, those may be better suited for, for Internet-based uh, consumption, but we had a very controlled environment where we had, you know, pretty powerful computers. Um, we didn't rely on online uh, connection, and everything was local. Um, so we could really pump a lot of horsepower into, into the experience and, and get a lot out of it. And in terms of uh, the physical experience at Comic-Con itself, I remember you telling me that you built out an environment that, that was parallel to the design inside of the VR experience so that when someone came out of it, they were kind of still in the same place. Yeah. Is that, is yeah. that correct? We, exactly, exactly. We sort of bookended the, the experience, the beginning and the end, um, to kind of mimic the, the silo that they're, that they're physically in. 
Um, so there's play on, on, on sort of mixed reality versus uh, the VR thing. It was nice when, when people came in, um, you know, we had these sort of very quiet and stoic brand ambassadors um, guide them to their respective bench, put a white sheet over them, and then once the headsets and the headphones were on, the consumer looked down and, and they saw their own body with a white sheet on it in a room that was modeled after the, the physical room. So it was a great, um, you know, I think one, and once you establish that connection of that mixed reality, um, then you can start to mess with people a little bit. Um, people get comfortable. <laughs> and like, okay, this feels, this feels like what I walked into, um, and they soon discovered that, that it wasn't. So it gave us a nice opportunity for a few, uh, few scares there. Did anyone react in a way that really surprised you? Uh, the whole thing was, was very surprising. Um, you know, being myself and I think a lot of other uh, designers or creatives kind of feel the same way where um, on-paper success is, is wonderful and, and, and the, uh, the reaction from seeing people use it was wonderful. Um, but there is that little bit of you going into a thing like this where you get a little nervous and you get a little, you know, is it good enough type feeling within yourself. Um, and I think as soon as we got rolling on day one, all that went away and was just really blown away and flattered and honored by, by a lot of the people's reactions, um, um, you know, the, from, from people just saying it was the best thing they've seen all year to uh, people throwing off their headset and, and, and leaving in, in, in fear. Oh, my know, God. So it was, that. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is so, so powerful. Well, when we come back, um, we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk more to Scott Hires at North Kingdom. He's a design director and really t- taking us through one of their big virtual reality projects on American Horror Story, and we're going to find out a little bit more about uh, the results of that experience, and then what other tech trends are bubbling up in your world, Scott? We'd like to hear from you um, that that are new and groovy that brands are asking for. So we'll be back in a moment with the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tech Cat Show. We are having a fabulous discussion today about virtual reality, what it's like to create an experience that's never been created before for people. Um, and specifically, we're talking to Scott Hires from North Kingdom, who's the design director of a virtual reality experience for American Horror Story that premiered at Comic-Con. So I was just asking, Scott, what, what was the thing that surprised you the most about people's reactions? And um, you, you were telling me um, when we were off that um, because it was the first time experience for you and them, that was one of the pluses for you is just, you know, watching that all go down. Yeah, you know, uh- in terms of VR, we've, we've of course, done the 360 video um, um, using the gear before and using uh, Google Cardboard, um, which, which is, you know, one aspect of VR. But for us, the, the, the first time of, of creating this, this um, super immersive experience in the Vive, um, and, you know, without sounding, uh, you know, I guess, cliche or overzealous, it's like if you, if you see somebody sort of watch really great movie that that you know is amazing for the first time or even the idea of thinking about somebody watching a film for the first time you know from maybe an area of the world that they don't uh you know have access to it It was kind of like that for me um people didn't really know what to expect 
not a lot of people have used, you know, the Vive particularly before. And watching people wait in line, and we had a reservation system, but, but some standby people had to wait, you know, two and a half hours in the sun for something that they don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know that people would normally do that if they knew what was going to happen. So seeing them sort of take the plunge with us and come out and express that gratitude. And, of course, we love getting press from the, from the big outlets. Um, but it was really, you know, sort of the small horror blogs and the small gaming blogs and, and sort of sitting down and talking with those people and just getting that sort of genuine reaction from them was probably, it was, you know, I think, you know, from one of the better sort of experiences of, of, of my career in, in recent times was just, like, you know, just chill out. It turned out great, and, and, and people loved it. And seeing that from, from people who, who mean a lot to me in terms of, you know, the peer group that, that I'm in um, is probably the most recognition that, that I ever need, you know. You know it's not the awards. It's not, um, you know, the big articles. It's not, um, you know, giving the speeches. It's sort of sitting down and, and listening to people tell you how, how something felt and, and what you did for them, you know. And I think it's that emotional response that we're all looking for in our work. Um, and we all, as, a, as designers, kind of definitely go into a project with, well, I'm going to make people sort of feel this way. And I think when you can see that, that reaction firsthand, um, it means a lot, you know, definitely does. Now, I, I know that this experience has given you the VR bug, um, as it often happens when you're doing something so incredible and so interesting. But are there other technology platforms or tech trends that are bubbling up for you inside the agency or that clients are coming to ask you about that you're um, excited to explore as well? Yeah, you know, again, it's, it's, it's still the VR thing, and I think that we've got a couple of things on the table right now that are, um, that are VR-based, both, both, both in storytelling and interaction. Um, so that's always going to be there, at least for the time being. Um, you know, and oftentimes we kind of steer away from... from from trends um, in terms of what brands ask for, but for me personally, it's it's kind of that integration of. I think VR is amazing, right? Like VR is incredible. It's definitely the the, the now, in terms of gaming and, and storytelling. But when AR gets sorted out, hardware-wise, and we can sort of include the magic of VR integrated into our real world, that for me is 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 sort of I think where everybody's going to be, um, again, providing uh, everybody has the hardware and, and it's certainly a money thing, but in the near future, next you know, five years for sure, we're going to have this, the gap between reality and digital is going to become one. It's going to become closer to where all of us are going to be walking around with augmented reality in some way, shape, or form. You know, right now you're seeing the craze with Pokemon Go and... Um, that's just going to be more prevalent. So for us, it's really, it, it's, it's, it's not about steering everybody towards that direction, but that, that seems like the most exciting thing to get into, and it's going to be kind of the, the, the major game changer, even more so than, than VR. What about, um, I, I mean, I love AR too, and I actually think AR has more sort of uh, actual practical solutions, um, you know, besides, you know, chasing after a little Pokemon. I actually think... <laughs> <laughs> that there are some great things to come. I saw a demo of a, a, a product where you're you're wearing AR glasses that are not heavy, they're really light, and you're jogging, and they gamify the jog so that you're chasing after something, so that it makes your jogging more pleasurable um, and more yeah. fun. So there are a lot yeah. of things coming down the pike, I think, for AR that are really interesting. What about like artificial intelligence? Um, have you had any clients coming to you and saying, we want to do something with AI? Or do they um, even, do they ask like that? You know, how do they ask for that, you know? You know, some of our, our larger clients that we partner with um, are, are, are pioneering um, machine learning, as they call it. Um, and we definitely have, have worked with them on initiatives uh, um, around machine learning. Um, artificial intelligence is kind of being replaced by that idea of machine learning. So it's, it's, it's taking a, a, an application product or device and really allowing it to adapt to, you know, developers and consumers' uh, uh, interactions and, and needs and, and kind of learn um, how to best complement them. And I think you're going to see huge advances in that, of course. Um, 
a lot of people get carried away in the whole, you know, once once machines learn, um, they take over and, and uh, you know, robots become our masters. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that you're going to see, you know, much more of a, uh, of, a, of an advancement between, um, you know, us not using machines, um, but but sort of working with them better, um, and, and software really. When I when I say machines, it's it's about the software as well. Yeah, that's the um, area that that is so interesting to me. As I see more and more people on board with Amazon um, Echo, um, and I've talked about that a lot on the show in the last year, just because I'm so fascinated by that platform as a user, because um, uh, I have I have them all over the house. <laughs> we probably yeah, have too yeah, many, we- too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have we have one here. Um, we had, you know, I think the first time it came in, we were just, uh, yeah, you want to user test it, right? You want to like put it through its its paces, and <laughs> we got like six different people here, just bombarding her with questions until, yeah. But it's a great that's a, that's a great device. What about um, um, things like the bots and and uh, you know messenger bots and what's happening on those platforms? Is, is that something that people are coming to you with, or is that less design oriented? I think it's less experience oriented. I think it's. Um, I think it definitely falls into the the whole social solve. Um, I think we view. I mean, we, we sort of view that as a as, a, as an ancillary uh, um, complement to to a larger experience design solve. Um, but you know, and, and getting back to AR um, and, and sort of machine learning and you know the idea of a bot. You know, I I, I was actually thinking about this morning on my way to work. Um, following a police car and wondering, you know, why does it need to be so advertising-centric? You know, why can't we incorporate things like, why can't cities take an initiative in this? Why can't, you know, things like law enforcement take initiative in this? And, you know, I imagine a world where NAR, where police are actually rewarding drivers on the road instead of just worrying about (laughs) I love that. That's great. (laughs) Building this kind of profile uh, with us as a society where, more things are connected as as we let go of privacy and that kind of kind of stuff where we're being passively rewarded by 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 contributing to society and, and being generally good uh, good people I think that would be a, a really cool way to, to to approach it so you um, what you're really talking about is experience design out in the world which I think is so interesting because often when I think about an agency like yourself or even y- you and what you do for a living, I'm not thinking so much about like how you're going to help the world, but why couldn't municipalities come to you and ask for help in that area? That makes so much sense to me. Have you ever had those kind of clients before? Oh, um, not, not in recent times. Um, you know, of, of course we're not devoid of, um, of, of, you know, we still work with clients and we work in, 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 in the advertising industry. So, um, you know, Disney, I think, is a pretty good example of, of, of a partnership that we have where we're brought in to talk about things that aren't just, you know, a digital experience for Disney. It's about, you know, how can we affect the, uh, the, 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 the user and, and the sort of the, the, the family that's going to Disney World before they even buy the ticket, all the way up through after they leave, and creating touch points within that that customer journey or that user journey along the way, um, to again really blow out a more holistic experience design. It really comes back to what are we doing to address everything, you know, versus really thinking about one website or one digital experience or, or you know of the sort. I, I love that thinking, too, because um, the thing that's so interesting about experience design, and your regular person wouldn't know the expression experience design, but again, because everything's connected, because of AI, because of virtual reality, because of all these different things, there are experiences everywhere, and people are interacting with things now outside of just a, sitting down at a machine. And so all of a sudden, what you do for a living impacts everything. Um, you know everything, uh, so it's ju- it's just really interesting um, how important um, design has become in that sense. You know, sure, and, and not just design too, right? It's 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 of course technology and strategy and and um, you know storytelling if that's needed, and um, really applying the the, the the old standards into into the new model. 
Well, we're going to um, take one last break. Um, and when we come back, I want to dig a little bit also into, you know, how do you as a designer at a really cutting edge um, agency keep up with everything? And what are the things that you're doing to be cutting edge so that when clients come to you, you can tell them the latest thing? I mean, um, how does Scott Hires be Scott Hires? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, there's many pieces to that puzzle. But um, when we come back, we're going to hear more from how a you know, real le- leading-edge design director keeps up with all the newest platforms and newest ideas and, and sharpens his claws on, on the latest technology platforms and experiences for consumers on The Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back on the Tech Cat Show with our last segment, talking with Scott Harris, who is the design director at North Kingdom. And we've been talking about virtual reality and their great work at American Horror Story and just the concept behind experience design which is really human design and how so many things now in our world uh, you know basically powered by all this new tech are going to really rely on a, a deeper thinking about how humans interact with things so Scott this is kind of heavy stuff if you go too far down that path but how do you um, you know as someone who's service, servicing this large client base and they're coming to you for new thinking how do you get inspired what, what trade shows do you go to you know, I not as of late. I haven't gone to to a ton of trade shows, but I used to be um, involved in a collective um, in Canada a number of years ago, where I was pretty close to FITC. So, uh, being around that a lot was was huge, huge, huge. You know, seeing you know people like G Monk speak um, and, and other guys speak or other leaders speak, and seeing how these small shops uh, operate, uh, husband and wife. Um, illustrator teams operate like all that is just is 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 hugely inspirational for me um so i i've 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 just moved to la a year like about a year and a half ago so i i've just been uh slammed with kind of uh building building myself here and 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 with a team with north kingdom that i haven't been uh too involved in, in, in a ton of shows but but now you know i unfortunately miss vrla uh, which I'd love to have gone to, but uh, I think it's 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 sort of niche things like that that uh, that I hope to uh, to be a part of more here and uh, at least in LA. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, and, and what's been interesting for me to attend virtual reality LA or VR LA is just watching it evolve over the last two years and go from sort of this small kind of nerdy conference to something that's much bigger and has more. Um, more meat to it, but I would still mm-hmm. say I'd still say that there's no context to it yet. Like there's no shape to how you communicate the offerings in VR because it's so new still. Yeah. So if you were to look at the expo floor and what is the story that was told, there's no story yet, and that that's what's you know interesting is we're in such a brand new territory. Um, well, in terms of just again, where do you get inspired from? Are there certain websites? Are there other designers? Are there other thinkers that really turn you on that you like to surround yourself by? 
Uh, certainly, yeah. It's 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 Sagmeister. It's it's Matt Pike, uh, Universal Everything. I think their 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 approach to installation based uh, artworks that really um, evoke, like literally invoke the human using the human form um, uh, in ways that that haven't been done before is is really really incredible. Um, um, inspiration wise for me too, I find that the more that I that I sort of, you know. You want to emulate the idea of 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 being that uh, in all of our hearts the, the 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 sort of famous artist. If you want to boil it down to the most uh, general idea, um, I find that 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 trying to go out and visually connect, you know, pieces of work or or, or ideas to a particular client solves. You know, I think it's it's great in the beginning, but I find that that it kind of it can allow it to design block as well because you've you've sort of limited yourself to, you know, what does this look like only or what should it feel like only or there's this really great new, um, you know, uh, animation library that I want to use or... And I find that you sort of lose the meaning in, 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 in what the, the client or the brand is really asking for and I find that if I just stick to a simple one or two sentence challenge... And if I'm having a hard time, if I'm struggling with coming up with a solve, then it's it's doing something like cook, right? It's it's not working till four in the morning until you know you're, you you feel sick and nervous, and and finally it comes to you anymore. It's it's kind of like how can I sort of disconnect myself from it while leaving it in my brain, thinking about it, but but sort of coming up with that irrelevant object or or idea that's going to kind of work itself into into the solve that I need to come up with. Um, and I can find that I find that all over the place. You know, I find it on my commute to work. I find it uh, cooking at home and just uh, being creative and, and getting it out and eating it, and it's done all you know in an hour or two. And there's and there's no more thinking about it. It's something that you can sort of uh, uh, flex your creativity on, and it's it's out in the wild and then it's gone. Um, yeah, whereas yeah, you know in our yeah, field, yeah. It's, it's oftentimes a three month long process or multi week process. Um, right when you're delivering something specific, so you're a true yeah. uh, a true creative in the sense that you get inspiration from the world you're in. If someone was going to just dive into, you know, being an experienced designer right now, someone who's going to really make it their career, what would you advise them? Well, you know, it, it is about working hard. I don't think anybody is is uh, born with the uh, the talents that they end their careers with. I think that. Um, Hard work is number one. Um, in terms of experience design, I think a lot of you know, I think there's some confusion and some vagueness in that term still. Where, you know, many people think it's just, um, you know, UX, right? Uh, it's coming up with uh, the Which wireframe, is u- or, user or, experience, or, right? Like what right, used to be exactly. when you would design right. a person's path on a website. Exactly. Um, um, it's still a, a big role in, in experience design as a whole, but. Um, I think that you should, uh, you know, I found, I kind of, I think I went to that school of hard knocks thing where I had to, I didn't have, you know, the, the tools coming out of college to go down that one direction. And I think if I had done that, it would have been in more of a print realm at, at an agency, which is, which is great. But I found myself wanting to do a lot of things. And, you know, so, you know, teaching yourself motion design and, and teaching yourself, you know, 3D modeling and everything that you can learn. Um, to sort of adapt into your workflow as a designer is, is hugely important. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's doing more. It's, 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 school is great, you know, for, for getting you started and sort of um, lighting the flame, but I think it's, 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 it's really on you as a designer and, um, you know, as a developer as well to sort of teach yourself new things that are out there that no one's necessarily going to teach they're not going to teach you, you know, it's about going out there and hunting it down and, and working harder than the, than, than the next person. Um, yeah, there really is no, no time to sleep these days because there's something new all the time. <laughs> so Scott, where can we learn more about what you're doing, what North Kingdom is doing, what new projects you have going on? Are you, are you a tweeter? Do you have your own website? Are you posting your work? Where, where can we find you? Yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, you can definitely check out NorthKingdom.com. We have a few things that we need to, uh, to a few case studies we're working on right now that we need to get updated on there. I um, I, I sort of unplugged from social media a few years ago, uh, about three or four years ago. Um, so I, I, I I'm not on the, not on the Twitter. 
<laughs> um, but uh, uh, my personal site as well is uh, is under is under work. So uh, I apologize for not having uh, um, all that set up. But but northkingdom.com uh, for sure to get started. Um, and and is the um, is the American Horror Story um, is it available for someone to see on a Vive or on an Oculus right now, even after Comic Con, or was it just that was it only kept up for that one time? Yeah. Um, so right now it is only existed um, in its event state. Um, can't get into too many details on on its its uh, future life or longevity yet, but. Um, um, if, if uh, it, there's definitely certain um, certain things that we want to do with it to to tailor it to maybe uh, you know a more consumer experience, I think that's one of those things with VR right now. Is um, I think there's maybe a hundred plus thousand uh, uh, Vive owners in in the country right now. So you know it's it's things you have to weigh. Like does does the experience warrant um, uh, a direct consumer translation of it or could it be better served on a platform that's more accessible? And, um, you know, I think those are the things that we uh, are definitely talking about um, in the future here. But um, as soon as we get that, uh, that case study up and running, uh, we will have it up on the website. And, but if you right now, you can, you know, VR Scout has a great article um, about us. Um, great. I, IGN did a, uh, a nice little piece um, about it as well. Um, that's great. Well, Scott, we have to wrap it up now, but it has been go- so great having you on the Tech Cat Show. We've been talking to Scott Ayers on North Kingdom. He's a design director there, really digging into what it's like for a, a design company, a well-known one, one that's had many hits in the past, to jump into VR and create a really exciting experience and how it's obviously impacted and uh, really, um, for you, Scott, as, a, as an artist, really changed your perspective on what you want to do with your life. So um, this is Lori Schwartz, your Tech Cat. Thank you, Scott Harris. Come and visit us again. Thank you so much, Lori. And we'll see you all next week on the Tech Cat Show, or at least hear from us all next week on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.